Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kimisha Lucier, Senior Pastor of A Day of Prayer. I'm so glad you're here today. I am very thankful to the Most High for our time together and for the opportunity to share His Word with you and just to be in the presence of the Lord with you and enjoy Him and and your company. Today, we're going to talk about resisting the spirit of the age, standing in the Lord. Now, one day I was looking at social media and one of those videos popped up that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't looking for it. It just kind of, you know, they just kind of jump up and start playing. And what I saw was a, a, a I look like a tribe, I guess, of young African, literally from the African continent um, people. And they were dancing and they were doing this dance. And I was like, wow, this dance is really familiar. And I, I just kind of sat and, and thought about it with the Lord. You know, how he brings something to your attention and he doesn't let it go until, you know, you catch on to what he's saying. And then he brought to my remembrance a video that I had seen of some Asian young people, like, on, you know, in, a, on the, in an Asian country, and they were doing almost the exact same dance. And I thought about it and I was like, well, okay, Lord, that could just be, you know, them looking at technology and saying we like that. But he asked me to look deeper. And what he showed me in that was that it wasn't about technology because these people have nothing in common. I mean, their cultures are, are vastly different. And um, they're, you know, on different continents. They're not, there's no connection to each other. But yet they had both, both groups. And actually I'd seen various different cultures and peoples doing the, the exact same dance. And he began to speak to me about the the beat of a drum that was not his and that the spirit of the age is playing a rhythm that the unsaved, but also the unaware are picking up on and they're beginning to demonstrate the same behaviors. You're seeing it. I, I've, I don't know about you, but I've been watching and I, I've seen it in cultures and amongst different ages and different people groups. And they're all doing the same thing. And I've noticed it in, in political arenas. I've noticed it in dance. I've lo- noticed it in, in a variety of places. And initially I wanted to brush it off to just say, oh, well, maybe they were looking at YouTube or maybe, they, you know, maybe they were doing this or they got it from, from sort of um, some sort of technology, um, just looking at it and they thought, oh, that's cool. But the Holy Spirit just began to minister to me and tell me that it's not about that, but it's actually the spirit of the age that is... Um, like I said, playing a beat that those who aren't focused on the most high God are, are picking up on and they're being drawn away into it. And the Lord is very, very specific about his people and what we are doing with our time and what we're doing, especially in this time. The adversary is looking to distract and he's looking to distract anyone, but particularly the body of Christ. It's not a it's not a surprise that the unsaved would be going to hell. That that doesn't surprise me. But what does surprise me is the church, the body of Christ, the the body of believers that are partaking in and being drawn away into things just because they don't realize what's happening. I'm gonna read uh let's see. This is Matthew 25, verse 5, and it says, By while, But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. 
And um, let's connect that with 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. It says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Sometimes we feel like because Christ physically came and died over 2000 years ago, the word of God is old and derelict and it has stopped um, being living and powerful. And we we think of scriptures and in capacity of it being in the past. But Jesus says that he is and he was and he is to come. This is who our Christ is and who our Lord is and who our God is. So as as we proceed through time, it's important that our spiritual eyes are focused on our God and we're focused on doing the things that he has said are important for him that we do. And in particular is being ready at his coming. The Lord has said that when he comes, will he find faith in the earth? Will he find anybody being faithful, not just believing, but actually doing focused and in tune with what he is doing here in the earth? We saw that focus in our, our Messiah while he was here. And we saw that in his apostles throughout the word, their focus on the return of the Lord. But as time has gone on, it's it's like, you know, we've we've forgotten that he is coming and returning soon. And I know it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Early Christmas. And we tend to focus on his birth at this time. And his birth is important because without his birth, we couldn't get to his death. Right. And he also wants us to be looking forward to his coming because we don't want to miss that. We don't want to be drawn away or lulled into anything else that distracts us from doing and observing and being circumspect to what the Lord has already said. Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there is a, an undercurrent that's happening. There is a tone and it's calling to the flesh. It's calling to the uninformed. It's calling to the self-willed. It's calling to humanity to say, take up another way and be drawn. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path. And there are few, um, narrow is the path that leads to life, but there are few, and there are few who find it. Not because it's not available to all, but because something else has drawn their attention away. Something has caught their focus. And the Lord wants us to pay attention. And, and as I said, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I, I love Christmas time. I love to remember that Christ had to come in the earth as a little baby and grow up and all the things that we've experienced. He's been, um, he was experiencing himself and, and yet he overcame that. And I can say probably for the last three, three to five years, every time it comes around Christmas, the Lord says, look to my coming. He says, preach this to my people, remind them that I'm coming, remind them to be ready for me and remind them to be able to stand in the face of the Antichrist. Now we read first John already, there are many Antichrists in the world. And um, we know that the Lord is always right. But Let's look at Matthew 24, because 
Matthew 24, 24 tells us something very specific. It says, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And that the elect is the body of Christ. It's not deceiving the unsaved because they're already deceived. But the body of Christ being deceived is another matter. The body of Christ having their senses dulled because they're not focused on their Lord and Savior and on the acuteness. That means the closeness, the promptness, the right away. It's here and now that our Lord is coming back. That will cause them to be deceived and having their focus in the wrong place will cause them to be drawn away. Mark uh, chapter 13, verse 22 is, is identical to um, Matthew 24, 24, but I'll read it again. It says, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. The Lord said, come out from them and be separate. While we're in the world, we're not of the world. And, you know, when you think about what happened with woman in the garden, did, did the devil show up and just say, hey, I'm the devil. You know what? I want you to deny God and choose and worship me so I can have dominion over the earth instead of you. No, he didn't. He came in the he, he had the form of a serpent and he spoke words that ensnared and entrapped her before she even knew what was going on because the words weren't um, blatantly offensive or, um, you know, alarming to her. She threw off the restraint of just what God had already said to her, but she was drawn in to being deceived because she was not watching specifically because the words weren't offensive. They weren't, um, you know, something that, that immediately alarmed her that she was doing some, getting ready to take partake of something wrong and that it was much greater uh, consequence than she could have imagined. So likewise, as we're walking through this time, there's so many things, there's so many voices, so much technology, so much to watch and so much music and all of these different things vying for your attention. But which of those things are going to bring you to the face of your Messiah? Which of those things are going to reward, cause you to be rewarded and hear from him? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. And, you know, the way we look at things sometimes is like, well, it's not a sin. And you're like, okay, but in that, so talking to the serpent wasn't a sin per se, but as it progressed, <laughs> she ended up there, right? And watching and making sure that our spiritual senses are in tune to our father's voice and that we're doing the things that he desires is very important. And it doesn't happen just because we go to church on Sunday and it doesn't happen um, just by happen chance. First Peter chapter five, verse eight says this, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now I know that's probably a really, um, a really familiar section of scripture. And when we think about that, we're like, okay, we're thinking about blatant sin and the adversary is trying to catch you in blatant sin, but he's for the, the church and believers. Most of us, he's not coming that way. He's coming through a lull and I, I just can't describe it any, any other way. And he's coming to just, oh, it's okay. Just soothe you right on into not paying attention and just being distracted. 
Ecclesiastes verse, uh, chapter one, verse nine says this, that which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. And I know we've heard that scripture as well, but I, I bring that up because the adversary has not stopped trying to deceive. And just because it may not be the way it looked or by the titles it was called or um, fully fit the description. And by that, I mean, because culture, we've, we've advanced from where they are and we tend to go, well, that was old and they didn't have this back then. So there's new problems now. No, they're not. <laughs> they're exactly the same. They are exactly the same. The adversary is doing the same thing that he has always done. He just changes the name of it based on your culture. That's why you can see the same sin attributes throughout the world and everybody is doing the same things because it's spiritual. It's a spiritual thing behind it. And likewise, when you see people of God and they all start saying the same things, you might watch some pastors on TV or, or things of that nature and they all start preaching the same word, that's because Holy Spirit is ministering through them if they're people that are listening to God. Yes, they could have gotten on YouTube and, and snatched off of someone's uh, message. But bef even before there was YouTube and all those kind of things, you would notice that happening because the Holy Spirit is speaking. Likewise, you'll see those same trends pop up around the world in different cultures and peoples that aren't connected because there is a spirit of the age that is speaking. There are many voices in the world and each of them has significance. But it's our job to focus and to filter what's right and to not partake of what is contrary to Christ or not to align ourselves with things that are contrary to Christ. That's important as well. Second uh, Peter 3.10 says this, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Time is short. And again, the spirit of the age is saying to the body of Christ, well, you have time. He's been gone all this time. Well, is he really going to come back soon? How do you know? You know, and it causes you to um, not be passionate in the way of diligently focused and determined to do the will of the father. And you give yourself time and you slack off to go, well, I'll get it next time. Well, today is the day. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart open and say, yes, sir, today is the day I will take you up on the call of my life. Today is the day I will speak that word that you told me to speak. Today is the day that I will go to the place that you called me to go to. And I won't put you off any longer, Lord. I won't delay in obeying you anymore because I know that you are coming and you are a righteous judge and I must be found faithful. We have a role to play in that. In Matthew 25, there is a, the parable of the talents. And I know we've heard those before. The five talents, one, one servant got five, another got two, and another still got one talent. And the, the one who had five talents went and took the five and gained five more talents. And the one with two did the same thing, got two talents, doubled. They both doubled what they did. But then there was the one who had one talent. And I know normally we think about that in, in terms of um, don't hide our, our light, if you will, and, and, and things of that nature. But there's another component here that I want to bring up, and that is 
Verse 24 through 26, the servant that did that hid his talent said this to the Lord. This is verse 24. It says, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what's yours. And verse 26 says this, but the Lord answered or but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew what I you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take that, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Now, normally when we see that we we're thinking about, you know, just use your gifts for the Lord kind of deal and don't be afraid. But there's something here in verse um, 24 through 28 that tells me that this, this servant didn't understand what time it was. He didn't understand what season he was in and the urgency to do what the master had expected him and told him to do already. He didn't perceive that. And he thought, well, I've got time. I've got another way. I got my own ideas. I think I have options. I'm going to do what I want to do. And he missed observing and discerning what was right behavior for him to be spending his time doing. When he hid that talent in the dirt, what, what did he do with the rest of his time? Where was he? What was he doing? But the other ones understood the season they were in. They understood the urgency to begin to do what their master had trusted them to do and had assigned them to do. And they did it with all diligence and fervency. And the master could have been gone twice as long, or he could have come back half as quick and they would have been ready regardless. And so I just want to encourage you today to let that be your heart and your mindset towards the Lord, that you perceive the season that we're in that you perceive the seasons that the Lord is speaking to you and that you obey him with fervency and with diligence, that you know that regardless of whether he comes quick or whether he comes uh, what appears to be late, you will be ready for him. You will be ready at his coming, that you and as much as depends on you, your household will be ready for his appearing, that you are being found faithful and you are about your father's business. Well, I hope that blessed your life today. If you have any questions or you want to get more information about anything, you want to find out more about this ministry, please, um, please reach out. You can visit us at adayofprayer.org and you can check out the other podcasts we have on our um our podcast network, and you can also find out more about just what the Lord is speaking to us. You can sign up for a newsletter, things of that nature, and just connect with us. I would really love to hear from you, and I would really love to see the growth that God is bringing forth in your life. Well, I'm so glad you were here with me today, and I can't wait to meet with you next week. And just remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Mm-hmm.